I was so blessed last week. I was asked to speak and um, had a phenomenal crowd. They paid off their entire mortgage and burnt their mortgage. And we're talking multiples of millions of dollars in property in Compton. Beautiful facility. And if you know anything about the Hills, and they've been here before, an older couple, highly consecrated, love Jesus, love the Lord, love the people of God. But first things out of their mouths will always be prayer and fasting and fasting and prayer and reading your Bible. And they've lived that. And, and I looked at them as spiritual advisors and, and mentors and, and, and fathers and mothers in the gospel. And so they had me there to preach last week. It was such a beautiful time. But let me tell you what was really awesome is their freedom and allowance of the Holy Spirit to move in the services. And you say, well, shouldn't that be every Kojic or Pentecostal church? Well, it should be, but it's not. And I was convicted so much last Sunday, this time last Sunday, I was so convicted that I came back to North Carolina saying never again. From this day forward, we will push forward and push forward with the presence and the power of God. There's been a sound in the worship these past few months. There's a sight that I've seen about what God is doing and what he shall do here. And now there's a shift. Would you stand to your feet, please? There's a shift. And for those that are online, even if you're sitting, I want you to stand to your feet, all right? I know you, you can't be here for various reasons, but you can participate at a 100% full capacity, wherever you may be. There's a shifting right now in the things of the Lord. And I don't often use that word in the church because it's been so overplayed. It's been so overpopular. It's been so common among the people. But in the 20 plus years of ministry, I know the shift when I sense it. And I needed you to know that you're a part of this. You're not an observer. I shared with someone recently, if you're called to do this and you're called to do that and you really have an eagle approach on this, you need to come out of the grandstands and come out of the crowd and get on the field. Because if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And it's time for some of y'all to get to the table of change. You're not the, therm you're not the thermometer that is affected by the environment. You are the thermostat. You set the environment. And so I don't care if you're at the hospital, if you're at the intake center, at the jail, if you're in a counseling center, if you're at your home, if you got to stay up half the night talking to your teenager, if you got to minister to someone who's on the phone on the other end of the line, they're thinking about taking their lives, you got to set an atmosphere and that only happens because of the Holy Ghost. There is no substitute for the power of the Holy Spirit. And we have gotten these degrees. We've gotten educated. We're out thinking God. We are out rationalizing God. We're out reasoning God. We're out logicing God. And, and I think we just got to get back to a point of having a great learning, but also have a great burning. Is that right? I think there is something special when a man or a woman of God has the academia and has the intellect, but at the same time can touch heaven with their prayers and can get on their knees and cry out before God. I thank God for the PhDs and the, and the Juris Doctorates. And I thank God for the all of the wonderful successes that you've had in corporate America and in academic America and all of these different societies and clubs and groups but thank God for the man or the woman of God that says Lord I pray that I'll be emptied and yielded of myself we're going to the Lord in prayer on this morning I, I, I talked to, to sister uh, Bernice on the way to a church this morning and she said pastor I know the people of the church were praying for me she said I could feel their prayers she's been in COVID and she was literally at the doorstop of death and she said pastor I don't mind saying this and I said Bernice I'm going to let everybody know this morning she said that honestly and transparently my mind 
was almost gone. And I said, Lord, if it's your time, it's my time, it's my time. And I'm ready to go to be with Jesus. She said, but I knew that the saints were praying for me. And because of the prayers of the righteous, God moved on her behalf. Hung up the phone and called another mother of the church and just wanted to encourage her. And I need every one of you all to know that you are standing right now between the dead and the living. You may not realize this, but the Bible calls for the priest who weeps between the porch and the altar. The Bible calls for not just women, but women who, who, who've been through the fire, women who've been to hell and back, and women who now have a wailing in their bellies, and who don't mind pinning their hair back and squaring their shoulders, and if they got to take their heels off, they'll take their heels off, but I mean business, and we're going to war with the enemy, and I need every one of you all to know nothing puts the devil on the run more than a mighty man of God who's been delivered and set free. He can take the baritone, the bass and the tenor of his voice uh, and command not ask uh, but command not plead uh, but command satan uh, take your hands uh, off my family devil loose your hold uh, off my body i need every one of you right now begin to lift up a praise uh, begin to lift up a worship unto the lord uh, i want to pray for you and i'd like for you to pray for me uh, and let's pray for those that are online uh, let's pray for those that are not saved let's pray for those that are backslidden for he's married to the backslider let's pray for those that are confused those that are shamed and those that are gone wayward father in the name of jesus lord we pray right now that god you would hear our prayer and yet you would see our tears we continue the prayers for our sister bernice that you would complete the work of healing that you would complete the work of deliverance god look on sister barbara smith morgan god touch fred god touch give strength lord look on nixon even though he's here today touch his son may they both realize had it not been for the lord that was on their side they'd be another statistic in the newspaper thank you for the hicks family lord those two precious babies that lost their lives in that car accident oh god i pray you would comfort the family send angels right now in the mighty name of jesus strengthen on every hand look on our dear sister nadia lord raise her up as a poster child of health and wellness and miracle healing power touch 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 my sister mary and alexander do a work in her body in the name of jesus lord we pray right now for every man that is sick and afflicted among us every woman that is sick and afflicted among us we look to you our jehovah rapha for you are the lord that heals that delivers and sets free oh my god we pray right now that you are the lord jehovah shama you are the lord that is present would you come into the home would you come into the apartment lord come into the condominium god move on our children remove every foreskin every hard heart and every hard head remove the spirit of disobedience deal with the spirit of stubbornness and rebellion we bind up the spirit of confusion in the mighty name of jesus look on that family that's struggling right 
now with their identity. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. I bind up every critical spirit, every confusing spirit. And Lord, when you deliver them from confusion, they're going to be need to be delivered from shame. I bind up the spirit of shame that would cause them not to come back to church and rejoin the saints. God, cover those children. Cover every one of them of that demonic spirit. Cover heal, deliver. You're Jehovah Shalom. You're the Lord of peace. Bring peace into our marriages. Peace into our singles. You are the Lord that comforts us. Touch every widow. Touch every single man. Be their strength. Be their help. Holy Ghost, we cry out and we welcome you back into the house, into our homes, into our lives. Look on every man and woman online right now. Usher your presence, usher your power into every address, every home. Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, now. Holy Spirit, move. Come, paraclete, come. Come, great help, come. You are the comforter. You are the counselor. You are the convictor. You are our guide. Come, Holy Ghost, come. Hallelujah. 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 Heal our land. Look on our country. Touch every leader. Touch our president. Touch those in Congress. Send up revival. When the righteous in authority, the people will rejoice. Send your word to the judicial court. Lord, touch every pastor, every church leader, male and female, from here and yonder. Look on our church. Our bishops, our supervisors, our presiding bishop. Lord, look on the nation of Israel. They give a peace within her streets. Oh, God, we ask right now that you would send revival. Send revival to the churches across the land. Touch, touch, touch. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we thank you for being a God of miracles. Somebody shout miracles. Come on, somebody open your mouth and say thank God for miracles. Thank you for opening doors. Thank you for opportunities. Thank you for outrageous favor. Lord, do it right now. Do it in my home. Do it in my family. Do it for me. Hallelujah. 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 I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. It is the power of God. It is the power of God unto salvation. Come on, somebody just begin to pray in Holy Ghost. Somebody begin to pray in the heavenly language. Just begin to pray in tongues. Just begin to pray. For the Bible says we know not that way we should pray for. 
But when the Holy Spirit, when he begins to pray, he begins to pray with the intercession, with groanings that the mind and the intellect know not thereof. The old saints would say, when you pray in your heavenly language, the devil gets confused. He doesn't know what you're praying for. Come on, come on. Don't be shy. Don't be scared. But let that well spring up within your soul. Spring up a well within my soul. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Somebody pray. As you pray in the Holy Ghost, he's dealing with your son. He's dealing with your daughters. He's dealing with your grandbabies. Come on, come on, open your mouth and pray. Come on, open your eyes. Come on, come on, don't be shy. Come on, the Holy Ghost brings boldness. The Holy Spirit brings a boldness and a conviction. Oh, I hear the Holy Ghost saying, uh, listen, right now, you're feeling a little uncomfortable. You're not quite sure what to do. Maybe, just maybe, you need to be revealed right now. I need you right now. If you're not praying in your tongues, if you're not praying in the Holy Ghost, if you're not quite sure what's going on, I got good news for you. If you take a moment to lift your hands and say, Lord, fill me right now. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Fill me with your precious power. The Bible says that the Lord is faithful. That if you would ask for the gift of the Holy Ghost, that he would hold no good thing from them that love him. Come on, ask for him right now. Lord, fill me. Come on. Somebody say, Lord, fill me. Fill me again. Refill me again. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Lord, fill me. Mama, 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 here we go. 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 Let me say something real quick. It is almost, I'll be the first to tell you how embarrassing it would be for me as a pastor. To pastor church for so many years and have so many deacons. And so many elders and leaders and praise team members and preachers who don't operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't it be an embarrassing shame as a preacher? One of the things Apostle Hill told me, he said that the late Bishop Chandler D. Owens commissioned him and Bishop Bob Jackson to go around all of the land of Church of God in Christ to do nothing but Holy Ghost revivals. He said that he was in upstate New York and the room was filled with bishops and pastors. I had to cut him off and say, you mean Kojic bishops and Kojic pastors? He said, yes. He said that I, we went into a time of prayer and praise. And he said, I began to look around. I realized I saw so many pastors. I said, you're talking about Kojic pastors, right? He said, yes, Kojic pastors. He said, he 
he simply asked a question. How many of you all are filled with the Holy Spirit? And he said something astonished him. He said over a third of the hands went up in the room. He said he asked a second question a second time. And then a third time he came to the realization that in the grand old church of God in Christ, the largest Pentecostal charismatic movement in the world from the embers of Bishop Charles Harrison Mason, from the onset of, of, of Prophet William Seymour, from the beginnings of Azusa Street Revival, not the first, not the second, but the third historic baptism of the Holy Ghost in Los Angeles, California. Here we have a room full of pastors who don't have the Holy Spirit, didn't have the gift of praying and prophesying and ministering in tongues. And he said at that point, pastors, come on, somebody say pastors. Come on, somebody say bishops. These leaders who had been pastoring for years didn't have the Holy Spirit. I expect that in Amy Zion. I expect that in Baptist. I expect that in Catholic and Lutheran and Episcopalian. But I do not expect that in this Pentecostal holiness historic church. And the Holy Ghost reminds me, if that could happen with pastors, what about musicians? What about praise team members? What about deacons and elders? No wonder the devil is running roughshod all over the leaders of the church. We got the form of godliness. Oh, I know, Sister Pat, I'm so sorry. I know we got the form of godliness, but we're denying the power thereof. I need to do this one more time. If you ain't spoken another language in the Holy Ghost, if you hadn't prophesied, if you hadn't had a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, if the gifts of the Spirit aren't operating right now, I just need you right here to lift your hands and say, Lord, fill me again. Come on. Somebody say, Lord, fill me right now with the gift. Come on. With the gift of the Holy Spirit. I tried to warn you that there's a shift happening in the church. There's a shift in this season. It begins here. It begins right now. Say, Lord, I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Every man online, every house online, if you're in your apartment, if you're in the bedroom, the kitchen, the living room, your office. But lift your hands right wherever you're at and say, Father, fill me with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Watch what happens as you begin to praise him. Watch what happens. Come on, praise him. As you begin to worship him, I'm here to show you and tell you how do we know it's the Lord? Because I can't lay hands on you. No man can touch you but the Holy Spirit. Come on, if you in, you all in. If you're going to go for him, come on, go for him. Don't play with it. Don't just be cute with it. Uh, you have been to too much hell. You've been on the brink of death. Uh, you about lost your natural mind. Uh, don't you let the devil fool you. But somebody cry out and give him glory. And as you begin to give him praise, put your hands on your belly. Come on, put your hands on your belly. And say, spring up. Spring up. Spring up. Oh, well, within my soul, 
The Bible says, out of your bellies shall flow, it shall flow, it shall flow a river as living water spring up come on come on come on open your mouth and begin to praise him come on you got to be obedient you got to hear the word of the lord come on open your mouth and begin to bless him begin to thank him begin to love him begin to appreciate him begin to tell him hallelujah begin to honor him begin to reverence him begin to love him and watch those tongues begin to begin transformed watch your english begin to be transformed into heavenly language Come on, let it flow. Let it flow. Come on, let it now just let it flow. Come on, just begin to worship him. Come on, worship him, worship him, worship him. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. Come on, there it is. I feel, I just sense it right there. There it is. There's a little shift. Let the shift. Let the shift. Come on, come on. Don't be scared. Don't be fearful. Yeah, yeah, Come on, Monday. Healing, healing, healing in your body. Healing in your mind. Healing, healing, healing. God, I thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 Shata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I've always been protective of the presence of the Holy Spirit in the room as a guardian and as a steward of the house. Oftentimes we're reluctant to have these type of moments because we're so worried about what people think and what will the visitors think? And it seems crazy. Well, you have to go back and read scripture because at the time for the utterance and the utterance of worship and prayers and tongues and and there's a time not to but when explanation and biblical reasoning is given you leave it up to God to deal with the hearts of those young men and women you cannot substitute the power of the Holy Spirit
Some of you all have been trying to work some things out in your home and you're hitting a glass, you're hitting a brick wall and it doesn't quite make sense why. You've had everything possible on the earth you need, but yet there's no movement. You know why? No Holy Ghost power. And I'll be the first to acknowledge and even apologize if I need to. Let's get back to saturating, giving ourselves to the things of the Lord with the Holy Spirit. I wrote a book five years, six years ago, five, six years ago. Pastor Marion, the book is completed. It sat on my laptop for five years because I was embarrassed to release it. And about three or four months ago, the Lord said, now's the time to complete the book. It had already been copy edited. It had already been finalized. Everything was done. But I was struggling with the shame of releasing the book. And the book was called Holy Spirit 2.0, Holy Spirit in the Now. And it dealt everywhere from the intellect, the reasoning, to the history, history to the theology. And it basically came down to Holy Spirit every day in your life. And I said, God, I can't release this book. What will people think? And then the Lord brought across my past with one of the, what I would consider one of the top African-American editors who happens to be in our denomination. And my wife and I ran into her at a funeral in Florida and we talked and make a long story short, I sent the book proposal to her and she sent it to her team. And she got back and said, you know what? There's only two things wrong with this book. Other than that, it's a great book. I think that will travel. She said, number one, chapter three is too intellectual. Give, either take it out or give the people a reason why they should understand the intellect of the book. And I, I said, I can do that. I said, she said, number two, it's still missing something. And when she said that, the Holy Spirit reminded me, here's what the book is missing. The book is missing a chapter that deals with the spirit of brokenness. And I couldn't have put that chapter in five years ago. I couldn't have put it in 10 years ago. I could fly on a private jet 10 years ago. But I couldn't talk about brokenness 10 years ago. I could talk about meeting not one, but two, two presidents, three presidents, and one prime minister. But I couldn't talk about the brokenness. Tomorrow, as I head to Africa, I begin the writing of that chapter on Holy Spirit and brokenness. Because the Holy Spirit is about humility, about gentleness, and about grace. He doesn't come to run over nobody. He's not gonna force anything on you. He's gentle. But he also brings a spirit of humility, contrition, and brokenness. And when you allow the Holy Spirit to come into your home, your family, your marriage, your children, your world, it's no longer I, but it's a brokenness. And then the book will be complete. I just
just want to encourage every one of you and, and, and I'm just trying to be sensitive to what I want, to what I think the Lord is, is, is doing and saying. Sister Jocelyn, she was in the back earlier. Is she still here? Is she still in the building? I mean, she's, she's in a prayer room. I'd like to shift one week. And if she's okay, you're okay. I like to stay in the, in, in, in the now. You're not on a cruise next week. You sure? You're not on no date somewhere. If y'all make sure my wife knows and she'll be praying with you. So you good. Good. Perfect. You don't have no guests who flew into town and you know, you good. Kids. She's good. All right. Let me minister just for a moment. In fact, Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Let's minister to the Lord. For whatever reason and whatever's going on in your life, Pastor, I'd like to take advantage of this atmosphere in this environment. And there's just some things that I would like to bring before the Lord. I'd like to get right and correct some things. I want to honor God with some decisions. And I just want to have an open environment, an open door, uh, open door policy today. That the altar is open just for a time of ministry. Okay? I'm very cognizant of social distancing. I'm very cognizant of getting too close. But we have large enough a church altar where you can come and I don't know what that might look like or what it means but the altar is open and I'd like for you to come the altar always is a place of both death and life you bring to the altar things that you need to sacrifice and bring death to old habits old issues things that have been reoccurring things that have been continual chronic but then the altar is also a place of life because we want to speak life to a new beginning, a new day, a new time. And thank God we're in an atmosphere, in an environment where no one judges, no one's critical, no one's looking, and no one's wondering. For as Paul says, we're all here. 